Hey, Ray, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com uh, with another 101 video, this case, Corporations 101. So here, we just want to help people understand what corporations are, what are the pros and cons, etc. So that way, we can have a more robust conversation about corporations, because oftentimes, the conversation really is, you know, people will just throw the term corporations really in supplant of businesses with large economic and political power that they don't like, but they don't really mean all businesses when all businesses and not just businesses are corporations. Corporations also include nonprofits, governments, uh, etc. So it's 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 a it's a much grander term because all to all it means to incorporate is for several individuals to decide to act in concert legally. So for example, let's say me and nine other people decided to incorporate. What we're going to do is create a legal entity or legal person. And all legal person means is that it's a legal thing that's allowed to enter contracts. So instead of Alex entering a contract to sign a lease for a property, it's the or whatever we call mean nine other people. So we may call ourselves, you know, charitable incorporated. But now Charitable Incorporated is allowed to sign a lease on a piece of property. It's allowed to purchase things. It's allowed to open up a bank account instead of each of us owning, setting up like a joint account between the 10 of us with our own personal assets. It allows us to act to accomplish a specific thing, a specific project that all 10 of us would want to be part of. Now, there are different legal entities that are not corporations. So if it was just the 10 of us acting as partners, that'd be called a partnership. If it's just me by myself running a business without setting up some sort of separate legal entity, then it's called a sole proprietorship. But what a lot of people like to do is create what's called a corporation because this separates ownership from management. So the 10 of us, the owners, will become shareholders. We'll have, we'll have certain little tickets that represent our portion of ownership in the company called shares. And each of those shares represents a, a portion of a vote uh, so, for example, let's say we create a million shares, and out of the 10 people, I have 50,000 of them, then I would have 5% of the voting power towards any kind of voting we need to do. One of the main things that the shareholders vote on is the people who actually really make much higher level decisions called the board of directors. And then the board of directors will then select the people who actually run the day-to-day -day called the officers. So, for example... Government is a corporation, except the only difference is that everyone is a shareholder and they own one share of equal voting power and they get the vote for the board of directors, which is your elected officials, your congressman, your president. But they don't run the day to day. They appoint people like the head, the secretary of state and the secretary of defense who are who really do the day to day operations of the government. So it's very similar to a corporation, the Libertarian Party, which is not a business, but an, a, a not-for-profit political organization, also a corporation. So in the sense, in this case, instead of there being shareholders, members can be delegates to a convention where they can vote on uh, the, the officers of the party, such as myself, currently the vice chair of the Libertarian National Committee, which is like the board of directors for the Libertarian Party nationally. And then we can appoint people like the executive director who runs the party on a day-to-day -day basis. So corporations just kind of help set up these legal distinctions on who has what power, who has what responsibilities. That's the whole point of it, to allow people to work together to accomplish a project and set sort of legally defined responsibilities of who has what power, who has what responsibilities, etc. So that's all a corporation is. Now, what people have concerns are is this concept of limited liability. So when you're a shareholder in a corporation, more specifically, it differs by the type of legal entity 
you have what's called limited liability. So if I were to invest, basically, the since the entity is its own separate legal thing, person, when its legal, its financial obligations are its own, not mine. So the 10 of us acting together is not the same thing as me acting on my own. So you sue the 10 of us as a group, you the legal entity, you can come after everything that legal entity has, money, assets, etc. But once that legal entity runs out of money, you can't come after each of us individually because our assets individually are not necessarily the responsibility of our group decisions. So you have this idea of like limited liability, especially since in a corporation, oftentimes those shareholders aren't the ones making the day-to-day decisions. They're electing a board who then elects, who actually appoints the people who are making the day-to-day decisions. Now, the actual legal responsibilities and specific legal definitions oftentimes in many places are defined by law. Now, law gets defined in two different ways. People always kind of assume that all law is defined by legislation by state. So basically a bunch of uh, congressmen, senators, parliamentarians, etc. go up there and make some rules and say, this is how corporations work. And they create, oftentimes do create rules and make corporations work worse. But that's not the only way that corporate law gets formed. It also gets formed in court. So basically judges, as conflicts arise, will weigh situations and then create decisions that set precedents that will affect how corporations uh, win or lose in future legal situations. So even absent, let's say, let's pretend you we had a world without a government, but you still had a decentralized legal system, you would still have, you know, corporate rules and corporate laws changing and shaping over time based on different court decisions, because we'd still have to adjudicate, we'd still have to choose people to adjudicate conflicts, and those adjudications would still set precedents for future conflicts. That's just how generally law works. So while there is a concern with legislation and corporations where, legi- where, where legislatures of countries, states, local towns will create rules that say, you know what, if a corporation does this or a business does this, they're not liable for it, which does lead them to take more risk um, or create rules or force them to do things or have to do things in a certain way, that can be very problematic. The actual corporate structure is something that can exist absent of a government. It's not as purely a government creation as some people like to argue. Now, are some of the rules that exist in the way they are enforced something that could not exist without state enforcement? Possibly. But the idea of being able to act in concert, of being able to delegate liability and liability to being parsed out, is not something that couldn't exist without the state. So arguing that undue corporate behavior or basic corporations that act as bad actors is because corporations exist is probably the wrong line of argument. Uh, More accurately, what happens is that many corporations that do take advantage or act as bad actors often do so because they've accumulated economic and political power, but they were able to accumulate it oftentimes because of government action but not in because they defined a corporation, but because they created regulations that prevented competition, uh, created taxes that unfairly fall on their competition, leading them to have more market share uh, by basically preventing competition, leading them to have more economic and political power because now the economy is more dependent on them and too. And oftentimes what government does in response to these kind of cons- concerns is instead of 
creating an environment by reducing taxes and regulations so there can be more competition so that way you're not so dependent they're not so economically and politically powerful they end up creating rules that just protect them further making them even more uh, economically and politically powerful this is kind of what happened with the financial crisis the concern was some some banks were so big so what did we do we passed laws that saying if you get so big we're going to watch your back we're going to micromanage you but we're going to watch your back that just basically institutionalizes big bank type uh ness so, again, there's a difference between the corporate legal entity, which is just sort of a legal concept to allow people to enter contracts with each other in, in different projects and delineate when am I acting as part of this project versus this project, because I can be a shareholder in multiple corporations doing multiple different things, versus you know corporations doing bad things, which is a particular set of actors doing maybe making bad actions. But then you have to take a look at the variety of incentives of that particular corporation. And then also every corporation has very different governance within it. Like who are the managers? Where do the man- where are the managers located? So are the people making bad actions, are they directly supervised by somebody in the same office? Or are they supervised by somebody in another country or another state? Uh, how is their success measured? There's all these other aspects that are going to affect incentives f- to see how any kind of grouping of persons work. So to sit there and just purely just criticize the word corporations as this automatically this bad thing without realizing that everything, any kind of group is a corporation to an extent. Uh, non- again, nonprofits, governments, charities, uh, businesses is oftentimes missing the point. So this is Alex Merced from AlexMerced.com. Have a great day and enjoy.